welcome. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was oh, lovely. I'm so glad to have you on today. Um, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ends With Me. Um, my guest today is the wonderful Amanda Joy Gill. She is um, a new friend of, well, we, we met with, over a year ago, almost two years now, probably, actually. And our lives have just kind of followed each other through social media. And now I feel like we're birthing what is probably an epic friendship. Um, Amanda is a NLP certified life coach, a certified fitness leader, uh, wellness coordinator and advisor. Um, she's founded lots of different initiatives speaking to mental health. She has won the Lieutenant Governor True Imagination Award um, and has a degree in marketing management, um, recreation, a bachelor's of recreation management and community development. Um, she's also a keynote speaker and a trainer. Um, yes, she's just an overall wonderful human and has a heart of gold. And I'm just like super pumped to have her on this podcast today. Um, I'm super pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, anytime. Um, so as you know, this podcast is diving into how our self-healing can affect humanity as a whole and improve things for future generations. And yeah, just really contribute more love and thoughtful conversation. Um, yeah, so I guess my first question for you is, what started your healing journey? Mm, that is a fantastic question. And for many, um, he their healing journey begins with illness, and obviously illness is never planned. So I lived a very vibrant life I have energy like through the roof i've been named the energizer bunny i pretty much am just very positive and enthusiastic and that's who i am but in 2016 i got really ill i suffered from depression was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and was just actually completely burnt out. So living a life of burning the candle at both ends um, served me very well. I have done a lot of uh, amazing things and done gone on amazing adventures. Although in 2016, that is when I crashed. So I um, basically was sick. And um, then I went to the doctor. I, I thought it was just like, you know, kind of common cold flu-like symptoms. But it turns out it was um, that I was just, uh, I had depression and I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Um, so this girl who was like jumping out of the bed in um, at 5.30 in the morning to go to the gym was like no longer able to get to work at 8 a.m. And um, it was pretty drastic. Um, I went to the doctor. She said, you have to depression. It was later that I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue, but she's like, you need to take a month off. So I took a month off and basically I slept for a month. So I, you know, would sleep like 16 hours in the night and then I would wake up, um, usually wouldn't even get up or shower. That was too much for me. Um, but I would eat and then I would go back to sleep and have a nap. So this actually went on for about six months, although I did get better and I did um, start going out for walks and I did start going back to work and I did start like re um, incorporating all the things I love to do in my lifestyle. But that was a wake up call. And when I was going to the doctor and being like, I'm so exhausted, I can't even like walk up the stairs without being completely fatigued. And like, I used to run full marathons. So it was pretty like, 
really sad for me to experience this, but it was my body just saying like, you need to stop, you need to slow down. And that's when I slowed down and started going within. Mm. So I, I would go to the doctors and I saw a lot of specialists. I did a lot of testing, blood tests. They tested me for MS, um, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome, like you name it. And basically it was me realizing that like I had the power within me to do some amount of healing. And yes, I believe that there are places, there's a time and a place for doctors and chiropractors and acupuncturists and practitioners. And I saw all of those people, but there is a lot of healing you can do within. And that started with, you know, like going to see a counselor and talking to them once a week and working through some things that were maybe really not um, completely healthy in my life. So I, you know, read every self-help book under the sun. I still love reading um, personal development books. I have a book club called Boss Up Book Club. We meet once a month and we discuss um, personal development books that help people on their healing journey. So we are actually meeting um, this evening and we meet on Zoom now. So anybody can join. We have people all across the country that are now part of the group. And I really am passionate about sharing personal development and self-help books because that's what was the tool Mm -hmm. for me to begin my healing journey. And, you know, as we talked about, Maddie, um, healing is not linear and it's not um, sort of like a one-stop shop. It continues on forever. It does. It really does. Um, Do you mind if I'm going to take this maybe one step deeper and say like once you started um like taking your perspective and shifting it more inwards because it sounds like for a while you were like doing lots of things like accomplishing a lot of things like externally um which is epic love that um but like when you did shift your perspective and began looking inside like what was it that started coming up like can you share maybe like some of like the, I don't know, oh the, yeah the limiting beliefs or like what was that actually like just because like I'm sure that there's people out there who hearing in hearing what you have to share about like maybe the yucky stuff that was coming up it can like shed light on maybe so first of all I love that you are not afraid to d- dive into those maybe deeper and um, darker thoughts so for me it was basically realizing that for my whole life I was a people-pleasing perfectionist to a degree overachiever and I had all these accolades and I had all this stuff and I had all these friends but it was really when I was forced to like shut down that one I realized who my real friends were I actually didn't have very many friends. And then two, I realized that I didn't love myself. Yeah. And it was a huge awakening and it took years. I'm still working on it. It took years to really love and appreciate myself and to put myself first because I come from a long line of teachers and nurses and wonderful women mm-hmm. who were givers and caregivers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are asked to play that role. And um, don't get me wrong, I love taking care of people. Yeah. But I also learned that it was important to take care of myself yeah. or, else, or else these thoughts and these limiting beliefs yeah. were gonna take control of my life and I wanted to be the driver. Right. So some of the limiting beliefs like that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, body issues. Like I, I used to be fairly overweight. I've gone through a weight loss journey and um, managed that. But like those limiting beliefs did creep up for a long time, not feeling worthy of being beautiful, not stepping into my uniqueness and my beauty. 
Um, some of the living beliefs were around money. I was broke and $36,000 in debt for a really long time. And that carried a big cloud around me until one day I decided I will be out of debt within two years and just put my uh, nose to the grind and, and did it. And it felt so, so good to be out of debt. And another limiting belief was just around like, I deserve love. I deserve success. Mm. Like, and, and truly like, I know you'll resonate with this is that I am love mm. and so are you Maddie and so is everybody we are all this frequency of love and we just need to recognize that yeah yeah and I think oh I love that you said that I think there is also an element like and some days I bounce in and out of like remembering it's like oh yeah I am love and then I go back to like <laughs> sleeping I don't know but there's almost like I cry every single time I get back to that like oh yeah I am love because I'm like how how did how could I forget and not, not just like a little tear like full blown like meltdown <laughs> like um yeah I also want to circle back you said the uh just how as women and I do know some men as well that are the the people pleasers the ones that like to take care of everybody and just like, cause I, I resonate with that as well. Like there's definitely been phases in my life where it's like, I'm attracting like toxic relationships with like people that are alcoholics or addicted mm -hmm. to marijuana, whether or not you could argue that, but anyways, um, yeah, just, uh, and wanting to fix mm -hmm. and then only feeling valuable if I was like contributing to someone else you know, and like only feeling like worthy of love if I was contributing to somebody else and like had a really hard time receiving. And that's still something I personally go back and forth with. Yeah, for sure. I feel as though uh, there's, there's a moment and you've experienced this moment, you said when you get into tears and it's not tears of sadness. It's like, tears of joy to realize how like abundant you are and how worthy you are and for me just getting back into breath mm -hmm. and meditation allows me to realize that so that's you know that's something i do every day now yeah i i wake up i meditate i have a really lovely meditation that i love it's called the open heart meditation i've been doing it for you know three months now um, consistently every day and then they just you know breathing just just observing how I feel and realizing that like I am a light and love and that's how I want to show up in this world because we have a choice yeah we have a choice every single day how we want to show up and you know you don't have to put on any masks to show up as love you are you and and you know that's maybe what I was doing. I was putting on these masks to be yeah. to be beautiful, to be vibrant, to be to wanting to be loved and realize that I am love and I don't need to put on any masks. So, um, you know, I actually haven't worn makeup since March, and it feels so so amazing. And 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 there's nothing against makeup. I love makeup. I used to be a dancer. Stage makeup was my Thing. like you know it's 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 an expression so if if expressing yourself with makeup is who you are then like do that but it's amazing to have gone intentionally for all these months not putting on makeup making not like getting rid of my dyed hair and just like showing up as me and and being completely okay with it and just I love being an observer now and seeing what comes to me just by who I am and what I'm attracting and not what I'm putting on, like not the face I'm putting on. Yeah. Was there like an initial moment where you realized like, like, oh my goodness, just showing up as myself. I guess my question is like, was there one moment or like a point in time where you like realized that that was like serving you more than 
then the mask how did that how did that show up like did you ever have a moment or like a build-up to a moment where you were like oh my gosh like like this process I've, I've actually like gotten somewhere and things are like very distinctly different than how they used to be well, you know what, Maddie? I wouldn't say that it was one moment because, like I mentioned before, I've been doing personal development books. I worked with some of the best personal development coaches in the world, and I've I've worked with many coaches, and I'm always, always trying to, like, unveil all of these masks and unveil all of this stuff. Um, a, a beautiful person we both know and how we met through Marin and and she also um, gave me a lot of exercises to slowly realize this and I, I love that you identified that it's not like a one-stop shop quick fix it's a process so so to answer your question no but there has been moments where it is like an aha moment and it all comes together and usually that's during times of solitude i can think of a moment recently where i was on the beach uh, at third beach in vancouver by myself it was a cool day and i had just finished a meditation a long walk and then it sort of hit me like wow look what you've given up and look how much you've gained. So it's not like I gave up anything. I mean, I haven't drank alcohol in two years and look how much I've gained from that. I haven't worn makeup um, in eight months. Look how much love I've gained from that. I haven't, um, you know, like I actually haven't had a job in like six months. Look how much opportunity and creativity that I've been able to manifest towards mm -hmm. myself. Like, so I think where in the past I got stuck on needing to have this, needing to have that, needing to have that. And, and that for me was the check, 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 check. Mm -hmm. And the perfectionist, like, let's do this. We got to do this. Got to do this. Got to do this. Yeah. But then when I let like let go of all, all of those things I mentioned, I did have some moments where I was like, aha, like I feel really confident and I feel really good about where I am and realizing that actually where I am is exactly who I, who I am and that I am attracting all of this love yeah. just being that. Mm. I love that. Um, and okay, the next question I have for you is, so you said you haven't had a job in the last six months. And I know for a fact you are probably not the only person that hasn't had a job in the last six months, given the it is November 26, 2020, and 2020 is it's been a ride. Um, and so like going back, because I know you had shared with me you, you were let go of a position yes yeah um in that moment like like rewind six months you're getting let go like in that moment were you like seeing it as like oh sweet like i have opportunity now for creative potential or is that like a bit of a journey you've been on mm, that's a really good question and i would have to say as much as i wish it was like the moment happened and I got the news that I no longer had a position there. I was fairly happy. Now, I don't know if that was like my anxiety kicking in and just like, okay, like make the most of this situation. Like, you know, you know, default to gratitude. Um, or if it was like knowing deep inside myself that this was a really, really good Thing. Mm -hmm. And this was the push I needed to begin um, a new journey. And that's shortly after that, I created a podcast called The Journey to Joy. And the premise around my podcast is that every successful person comes from a place where they had to like embrace in a journey that wasn't always easy. And the most successful people that I've um, 
interviewed on that podcast have the most amazing stories and the most amazing journeys. So I actually allowed myself to, uh, I guess you could say grieve the fact that I had lost something. Like through the whole thing, I was very positive and I knew it was a good thing, but there's still chords that we, that I needed to cut. Yeah. There were still things that I needed to let go. So, sorry, it was summer and I had a lot of space. Do you want to go back a little bit and like repeat that? Because it just like glitched in and out a little bit. Oh, did it? Oh, sorry about that. Um, sure. Why don't I, why don't I kind of start? Um, words I needed to cut. Yeah, I can I can sort of just like blend it into a, a new answer if you wanted to cut that whole Yeah, I will. <laughs> so I, I wish that it was just um, in that moment I got the news and I was positive and saw this as a really great thing. Like when I got the news, I was like smiling and happy. And I don't know if that was my anxiety sort of like a kicking in um or if that was just my like positivity shining through or my default to gratitude but i knew deep down in my soul that this was a really really great thing and um it gave me the opportunity to go on a journey um to really find myself and that's when i um you know started a podcast my own podcast which is called the journey to joy podcast and the whole premise of this is that successful people um always go through a journey um to get to where they are and i've interviewed a lot of people that have the most amazing stories Mm -hmm. so i when i got the news to answer your question yes deep down i knew that it was good it was a good thing. I was on this journey. I was on this path and really the universe was taking over and allowing me to be in the driver's seat. But I do want to say that I did need space to grieve and to um, adjust just my life and really change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't want to tell people that you can just have a positive attitude and everything is going to be okay. Like, positive attitude is great gratitude is great and i have a daily gratitude practice i've had since i started my healing journey actually that was one of the consistent things in my healing journey is um a daily gratitude practice and that's been consistent for four years now but um allowing yourself space and asking others for space and 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 people like you are amazing maddie because you really hold that space well for people you really hold that healing space well for people about you but that's when the really big transformations come is when you're allowed space so for me i you know you know yeah there were days when i cried there were days when i was anxious there were days when i was depressed there were days when i was like on fire and like slowly i just began to regulate and and accept what had happened and uh, moved on pretty quickly um but that came from looking within again and continuing to look within so that's what i would say um for other people is if they're really looking to make a transformation looking within is where it's going to get you probably to the place you need to be faster mm. um you if you're really true to yourself you may um avoid some detours that aren't really meant for you you know what i love about just what you said about the uh like every successful person you've talked to has like this epic story and there were, I guarantee there's elements of those stories that are gnarly, <laughs> like stuff you would not wish upon your worst enemy. You're like, yeah, that sucks. But I think, and like, even, even in what you just said too, with like mm, detours you wouldn't otherwise have gone down. I feel like for myself, there's been times in my life where I've like taken the quote unquote, like pretty rocky detour Mm -hmm. but in hindsight I don't know that I would have 
I had the the trigger required to cause me to look inward. Like, I don't know that I would have hit the like, okay, enough's enough moment had I not spent like three years in a back and forth upside down relationship, you know? Some, yeah. Some very codependent things happening in that. It's like, yeah, that was three years of my life, but also like I'm so much better on the other side of it. But like, would I have still gotten the lessons had I not allowed myself to follow those like uh the limiting beliefs about myself that like had me stay in that long as I did it's like whatever I've got the lesson without the pain you know and I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and everything's happening for us if you look at things that way you know, like, okay, looking at the, the, the job loss, everything's happening for me. Okay, this is a good thing. It allows me space to, like, move forward in a different direction. Um, you know, I was um, in relationships or situations or jobs or scenarios that weren't always the best for me. But, like, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. If I wouldn't have gotten sick, I wouldn't have learned my purpose of why I'm here. And why I'm here is to create community and to spread love and joy to others and to help others be happier and healthier mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Yeah. If I wouldn't have had that like mental crash, I wouldn't have learned that mental health is just as important as physical health. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I was literally just talking to a coworker of mine last night about, about that because it's – I find – we were talking, she was just expressing that like there has been a shockingly low amount of people talking about like the importance of taking care of your body, like taking care of your mental health, ways to take care of your physical health, like ways to keep yourself healthy versus like there has been a lot of talk about like uh like wearing masks all the time and vaccines and like, well, those measures still may be a benefit. Like it's, it's, it's kind of shocking to me that there aren't more people talking about the importance of physical health and how to keep yourself healthy physically as well as mentally. Cause I feel like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like her and I were talking about how like when you start becoming healthier like like I think there is an element to like if you're like overtraining that like that might not be healthy but like I think there is an element of like once you start taking care of your body to feel healthier and to feel stronger that it's really hard not to incorporate the mental component as well and like on the flip side too I like in my own journey I feel like once I started getting into like the realm of like the mental side of personal development, it was like, oh, I'm totally filling my body with alcohol every weekend. And there's like crappy people in my environment that are not healthy for me either. And like, it was really, it became actually like harder to be around that. And it became harder to continue to like party every weekend after I began like more of like the mental side Mm -hmm. of the personal development. And then actually once I started doing my like, I, cause I'm a Reiki master as well. So when I did my Reiki training, like after level one, like consuming alcohol mm-hmm. was like the crash that would occur was out uh, like astronomical. I'd be like depressed for five days mm-hmm. or just like anxiety for five days. And like, like it just felt like a hangover that never went away mm-hmm. emotionally, right? So it was like once I started doing the spiritual work, it became even harder to indulge in like physical things that are not overly healthy. And I've managed to find somewhat of a balance of being able to have like a couple of glasses of wine here or there or like for some reason tequila doesn't seem to bother me super super badly. I don't seem to get that emotional depressant from that. Um, I've been told tequila is an upper, which means it isn't a natural depressant. What I don't know if that's true or not. My sources were 
someone on the beach in Mexico. So like, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I have heard it from a couple of people. Um, but yeah, I do think I, I do think it's, uh, yeah, the mind, body, spirit connection. Like I feel like holistically looking at things for me has like made so much sense. It has made like the world of difference in my life even. Yeah. And just to speak to that, because I uh, myself have not uh, drank alcohol for two years. And I find that, first of all, people usually come into wanting to better themselves through fitness and they feel better in their bodies and they start changing the way they move and the way they eat. And then the natural progression is to get more into personal development and realizing the mind-body connection. Now, another connection that I would really love to share about is the gut connection. So I had depression and chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, Both are... Um, basically uh, affected from your gut. So I recently read a book called The Autoimmune Solution, and the book is great. You can get it um, for $15. Get yourself a used copy. And just realize that what you're putting in your body, um, it, it may seem healthy, but the way that it's affecting your gut is also affecting your mind and it's also affecting your body so everything is related and i completely agree with the wellness model the wellness wheel um you know there's mental health there's physical health there's spiritual health there is financial health and emotional health and we have to be balanced within Mm -hmm. now it all comes from the core from the core which is our um which is our gut and you know, I also became a Reiki practitioner and I learned how um, we can be closed off in our chakras as well. Yeah. And learning that I was closed off in my uh, solar plexus, which is my around my tummy, mm-hmm. as well as like having gut issues. So it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And that was having an impact on my brain, which is having an impact on my mood, which is having an impact on my life. So like, I just invite people to like, get curious, you know, to read those books, to ask questions. Um, p- please feel free to reach out. Um, if anybody has questions about anything and you're like an amazing spiritual healer as well, Maddie, I'm sure people yeah. turn to you all the time. Yes. Uh, I just love what you said about the core because like in breath work and like the body mapping we learned with that, it's like, it starts like there's so much in the core and like it actually builds on top of the chakras as well. So it's like, it's your core, but then within your core, there's a different point in the body, in the gut system that like relates to the different chakras within that, which is just like, it's insane. Like the difference between like, like if you were to draw a line from like your belly button up to um, like your xiphoid process, like that is all about like, tr- like it's like trust. But then if you move out like two finger widths, it's about love and like either mm-hmm. like, and then like right side is like worthy of like giving love and like having your love be received by others. And then like left side is like worthy of receiving love. And so like inside the core it gets like so specific about all these different like emotional blockages that can be related to the bodily things, which, oh my gosh, it just like blows, blows my mind. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that. See, like you can dive in so deep to really understanding yourself. Oh my goodness. It's so juicy. I love it. I know. And I feel like you can also like start anywhere within the wheel too. (laughs) You know, like you can start with the physical or you can start with the spiritual or the emotional or the mental or the financial. And I feel like, like it's all connected. Like you can't just remove one piece and say you're like living a healthy life, you know, like I, yeah. And that was one of the things I, I struggled with my whole life was balance. Mm -hmm. I was an extremist, like highs were high lows were lows i had i have learned 
that balance was my weakness. And that's why I embraced this, you know, what I try to be is balanced within this whole model and understanding that I needed to be healthy within all of those aspects mm -hmm. to really be the best that I can be. Yeah. And so I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, so since, because you're, you're like kind of deep dive in your journey started about four years ago. Yes. Yeah. How have you noticed the, like the people relating with you? Like how has that shifted? Oh. How do people relate to you now versus how did they relate to you then? And like, I want to dive into like the relational component of this as well. Oh my gosh, do you want me to be really honest? Uh, yes, I'm totally <laughs> honest. All, all of the honesty. Well, uh, the honest answer is a lot of people were not okay with this change mm -hmm. and exited my life. Yeah. I was not okay with a lot of people in my life, so I choose chose to exit their life. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily easy, but it comes down to a point where you have to decide, and I got to this point, is it me or is it that people pleasing? Right. And I chose myself. Yeah. So realizing that everything always works out in the end. Yeah. Releasing all of these people was okay because the intention was positive. Yeah. And I knew that we would both benefit. Yeah. And I also knew that um, I still love everybody. Mm. You know, like, and if, if I am truly love myself, then I am going to put that out into the world and it can't be taken badly. So I love some people from afar because they don't understand um, where I'm at and that is completely okay. Mm -hmm. And if, but one thing I will say is the more that I, you know, get to know myself even more and read more books and like, um, just like take more courses and really understand, talk to people like yourself who are also vibrating really, really high on my level is that um, I'm, people are always watching mm. and people are always watching and they're learning from you. So I just choose to be completely uh, unapologetically myself and realize that people are not going to always like me and coming from a people pleasing perspective that it was really hard but now i'm like oh great they like deleted me uh on facebook oh great they left my group because that gives me space to serve more people that are completely in line with me who resonate with what i'm doing who see me eye to eye who like recognize like heart to heart that we are one like you know what like and i'm always here so if those people come back a year from now and be like hey i want to join your book club hey i want to talk about your journey um hey i need help i am there for for you i am there for them and yeah. um, just just also realizing that like people don't really care about you like you you need to care about you because yeah, yeah i mean people people don't take this the wrong way um humanity is a beautiful thing and humans um naturally take care of each other but really people are so um, into what they're doing. Um, people have their own lives, so don't worry about what other people are doing. Do you? <laughs> it's so interesting because, like, I've, man, the people-pleasing thing in me has been real. And mm. It's an ever-evolving, like, letting go of, you know? Um, but can definitely relate to as I started choosing myself more, 
there was more and more people falling away from my life and not not even in like a dramatic like go screw yourself kind of way it was just kind of like well, I haven't talked to so-and-so in like two years now and whatever like we just started doing different things on different paths and like it's all cool um and like same thing if our paths cross again like sweet um so yeah I relate on that level and then uh Man, what was I saying? <laughs> it was something about the last thing you just said. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, and, like, people um, come into your life for a, a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and that has helped me a ton, too, um, realizing what season I'm in yeah. and what season other people are in is, is an easy way to um, – categories categories that because sometimes as human beings we are attached we have emotion uh, attached to people or any type of relationship but when we can release that attachment and let everything truly just be we're allowing ourselves to attract what we really need in that season you know what else i think is interesting about that too is one of my like favorite and spiritual teachers to listen to is matt con do you know him I don't. I should look him up. Oh my gosh. He is, he's a little radical, but anyways, um, he talks about like how even, even when you are like deeply triggered by someone, how it's just like stirring something else in you that needs to be healed. Yes. Like vice versa. Like when somebody's deeply triggered by you that like, he's like, I just bless them. (laughs) Like wish them like, the most love and joy in the entire world, you know? Um, but it's interesting to me because it's, it's like, it's so true. Like coming back to the, like everything happens for a reason. Like even when people are wildly triggered by you, it's, it's because they're like seeing something in you that either number one, they're not willing to look at in themselves or number two are like confronted by in some way. So like, for example, like you stop drinking and then like your friends that are like big party animals, all of a sudden it's like, oh, like we're not going to invite that. Like we're not going to invite Amanda to the party because like she's like not as fun anymore or whatever. She's like on this big fitness kick and like good for her, you know, but like that almost like ugh, that's something I, I've heard for you know for that it was and i'm completely on the other side now there was there was a messy phase of that and and thanks for reminding me because i completely forgot now because it's been so long but um with that is the same thing that i decided when i needed to get myself out of debt so i had a pretty big like um wake up call in um with being in complete um in the in the trenches with debt and, and it was the same thing i had just decided like you're gonna make a plan and you're gonna get out of debt and it's gonna happen by december 31st and then it actually ended up being december 17th this was a few years ago now and i was like excited but i had chosen that path same thing with like not drinking and um being mostly plant-based too um I just had decided this is my life. This is where I'm going. I'm going down this journey. And so when like things would like fall off or people would fall away, you know, totally okay because this is where I'm going. And no judgment um, if you're in debt, no judgment if you drink. Hey, I was there too. But um, that for me was this decision deciding you got to decide inside and that's when you really tap deep into yourself and um you know i have this quote that i actually have um, on my instagram and it says two of the most freeing things we can learn in life is that one everyone doesn't have to like us and that is perfectly okay and two we cannot change anyone so many things bother us and people bother us and our tendency when we um, get bothered is to blame the other person or blame the other situation 
for getting it wrong or like causing our suffering, you know what? Like I am a hundred percent responsible for my life and whatever I have or don't have in life is completely a hundred percent my fault. And when I really got that, when that really clicked and I'm still learning, like, yeah, you know, that is when there was no more blaming full, full responsibility. It's all on me. Totally. That it's like that radical responsibility piece that like, I mean, when I first heard about like my first like experience with someone being like, Hey, you're responsible for your life. And like the fact that you're upset, right? This is like upset about this is your responsibility to deal with and actually not the other person's fault. Even though to like the average human, the like scenario I was saying like, you're wrong, you're horrible, whatever. Most people would probably have agreed with me and had been agreeing with me up until that point. And then the minute that that like actually clicked and it was like, oh, I'm the only one suffering because I'm pissed off about this. Yeah. Like this other person doesn't care, never cared. And I get to own that and I get to own like what happened in the situation between us and, and move on with my life. Yeah, absolutely. And and I remember like telling a friend of mine this story and he got so defensive about it. He was like, don't you ever say that it was your fault, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, like, Mm -hmm. obviously there's two people involved in situations like this, but if I don't own that like I have power in this and I don't have to be mad about it. Like what do you want me to just like suffer forever? Self-awareness is the most powerful and profound antidote to suffering. Yeah. And you completely took responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. And you, are you suffering now? Like, no, right. <laughs> I mean, not about that thing, but you know, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. Life's a crazy journey. But it, it is it is interesting, though, because I do feel like even the tools that I learned from that situation, like now when things happen, I'm way less likely to like jump in and blame other people and can more quickly in the moment of these things unraveling, catch myself and be like, okay, I don't need to lose it on this person right now because I'm triggered. I can just like take a minute, give myself some space, sort through my emotions, feel what I'm feeling. And then yeah. we have a conversation about it. And like, it's been interesting in like my current relationship. This has been playing out in like super minor ways. Like, I don't know, like cooking rice, <laughs> like, like a little, like you're doing your own, whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, I can just like breathe and I can accept that. Like sometimes I'm a perfectionist and like need things done my way. And that, like, he is also the same way in that regard on certain things. And that, like, it's all going to be okay. And then it's like, can I actually, like, distinguish, like, the, the, like, the wounded child part of me that's like, he just thinks I'm incapable. Like, like, this is the dialogue going on in my head as we're, like, debating how much water goes in the rice pot. Did you cook it with the lid on or the lid off? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the little voice in my head, it's like, well, clearly you just think I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm doing and you don't trust me and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's like the wounded child, right? And yeah. so I'm like watching this situation play out and I'm like listening to this voice and there's an old version of me that would have listened to it and been like, oh, he doesn't love me anymore. And like, he just like doesn't think I'm capable of doing anything and whatever. And then there's like this distinction that happens and it's like, can you just let him cook the rice because he's trying to like, show his love to you by cooking dinner right like there's like like the one the one saboteur voice that's like just because my inner child is wounded and like feels like Mm -hmm. isn't allowed to do anything growing up and couldn't get anything right ever there's a there's a question in my self-love journey program um that really asks like who did you crave love from the most as a child? It comes from Tony Robbins. Yeah. He's all about that. 
Um, and then, so through that, I also um, have written many letters to myself, to my mother, my grandmother, and not necessarily giving these letters to the people, but like ripping them up and burning them and, and letting that go. And so uh, I just like completely applaud you for, you know, in that moment, um, stepping back and realizing it's your inner child and stepping back and just being like, let it, let him make the rice. And um, there are so many times where we make up stories about what's going on in our head. And Brene Brown um, uses a good reference is, and she tells the, the best way to communicate what's going on in your head is to, is to say the story that, I'm telling myself right now, or the story that is in my head right now is that. So you identify that it's not necessarily the truth, yep. but it's where you're at. And then you can communicate that. And even if you're, if I do it where I'm communicating to myself, okay, what's the story that I'm making up in my head about this situation? Yep. And then if I'm able to like self sort of regulate those thoughts, then I can move away from that. And let me tell you, um, it all is so good to have like tools tools in your toolbox to be able to grab them when um you're in that moment and the more the more tools you have the easier it gets and for me i found tools through personal development and reading books yeah for other people it's something else but yeah for me it's been a combination of things i feel like the books, yes. I feel like for me, I'm. I have a uh, reading is something I'm working on getting better at. Um, but like audiobooks, podcasts, I feel like I learn a lot from other people and from like listening and observing like how people that like are like leading a life that I would like to lead. Like I will like listen to what they're doing and like be like, oh, like that makes sense. And conversation, I think for me has been like by far one of the biggest healers, like conversation. And then like people who are willing to ask me the hard questions and like call me on my shit and then just like hold space for me in the meltdown, you know, oh, yeah. like I feel like for like those, those moments have been like the most profound and powerful for me. It's, it's been like, it's like, I'll be like I don't know, in the moment. And like, there's a handful of people that are able to do this. Just be like, dude, like, <laughs> you're okay. Or like, why? Or like, I, just like, I can't even think of an example off the top of my head right now. But just like someone will like drop something in like right at the exact time. I'll be like, oh, that's what it was. And then like, waterworks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I used to be afraid of the waterworks that was one of the reasons why I probably pushed myself to burnout, to depression, to fatigue, is because I bottled shit up. Sorry for swearing. No, it's for a long time. And those beautiful gems in my life that give me the space to yeah. let go, oh, life changing. And just just for people listening like it's not always your best friend it's not always your mom it's not always your your boss it's not always like sometimes people show up in your life for the mm -hmm. reason for you to let go of something and 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 there's many coaches out there that are, that are there to help people because like sometimes your your best friend just doesn't get it you know sometimes they do but but like i have come across so many beautiful people like yourself maddie that like are just so good at holding space so like i would just say like get out of your comfort zone like allow yourself just to be and like when those people when those beautiful like angels show up in your life like just trust that it's okay and that they're there for a reason you know yeah mm -hmm. i do think um I think once you also get to the point of like, for me anyways, once I started like embracing the waterworks 
more. And I'm just like so blessed to be in a partnership right now, which he understands the uh, profound benefits of my waterworks and that it's not, it's not rarely are they like negative tears. Mostly it's just like, I just need to let this shit go so I can stop being crazy, you know? Um, yes. But I feel like because I'm not afraid to cry and I'm not afraid to like feel my emotions, like in that I find I do get people coming to me being like, like just, you know, with mm-hmm. their emotions and being like, how do I process this, you know? And like, even like too, like in the kids I teach, like, I know we had a conversation the other day and you're like, that's an interesting like student. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's not a situation that would normally occur. And I'm like, yeah, but it's because like I show up as a real human, you know, and the kids can see that. And it's interesting too, like even in like, um, like a lot of like the, like I teach like morning classes to toddlers, um, like ages like two through four. And it's interesting, like, that my coworkers are fantastic, but I do find, like, the kids do tend to bond with me a little bit quicker. And I almost just wonder if it's, like, intuitively that they know that I have that ability to regulate. Like, I feel like that they know I'm a regulated person and that they're like, oh, like, this person's safe. I'm just, like, going to come sit on her lap and, like, throw a book in her face and tell her to read it. <laughs> like, you know? Uh, Man, I miss the kids. Not teaching them sucks right now, but yeah, I know. And uh, what you said about the the uh, children being drawn to you, well, that's that's so true because when children are at that age, they're so pure. Their light is so pure. Their love is so pure, right? Oh my gosh, you don't so- you don't even yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just like attracted to you because they see that in you too. And um, and when you show up so real, it's like people just want to be around you. Like, I mean, I just, I just love the fact that we um, can dive so deep into a, such a great conversation because you're just so real. Like, love it. Love it. That's my goal. I, I I have a really hard time with like inauthentic BS. <laughs> like Yeah. Like I don't know. I see right through it. So when people try to feed me like the inauthentic stuff, I'm just like, meh. <laughs> On to yeah. the person, you know. Yeah, for sure. And um you know, a lot of times I did this for a long time. I didn't really allow myself to be a human. Mm. It's like you putting on that face or putting on that, that, that positivity. It's like, I didn't allow myself human. And that's, that stopped me from having true connections with people. Yeah. In, in many ways, in friendships with family, uh, romantic relationships, feeling like I had to have it always together actually was robbing me of these 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 gifts these people these these humans in my life that were like trying to reach out and be like hey and I was just like not having it because I wouldn't allow myself to be real but lately I don't know um what it is but I've been pretty real and honest and vulnerable with people and uh it's amazing what you get back in return yeah. when you show up and you're real. Yeah. So pretty profound. Yeah. I love that you say that. My roommate, oh, she's a gem, but she was, she had some stuff going on like a couple of weeks ago and was just like in the thick of it. And I looked at her, I was like, dude, you, you, you get to be human. Like you, you actually are not required to keep your shit together for these people right now. Like, you are human, you are allowed to feel this. And she yeah. was like, that's the one I needed to hear. But it, it's so true. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of us were raised, like, as children to think that, like, our emotions were not safe. You know? Like, we were, like, raised that, like, you had to keep it together for other people because if you didn't, you were being disrespectful 
you, you know, and like that, that it's like, well, great. Now we have shame around emotion. And <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, you know, I'm, I am now an auntie. So I see this next generation um, being raised and there are some really good books that have shifted um, this. And so I'm seeing this in, in children's books and how we're educating our children now, how we're raising our children now. And I'm seeing that emotions are being, um, much more like openly expressed. The child is being encouraged to express their emotions. Um, there's a really good Mercer Mayer, um, picture. Now that's on social media and it's of this book title that came out probably when we were kids. I mean, probably a little bit older than you, Mandy, but you know, eighties, nineties, whatever. Um, that portrayed that you just have to be happy all the time. And then there's an alternative title um, for this Mercer Mirror book that is more like real and it's okay mm -hmm. to express these emotions. So I really like I encourage girls, women, boys, anybody who's listening to this story is that like find people like Maddie that are real and like ho will hold space for you and learn to express your emotions and learn to communicate we don't learn that we don't learn that or i didn't learn that <laughs> i didn't learn it either some people learn that i didn't learn that it makes your life so much better oh my goodness yeah right? yeah if we were if we were learned if we were taught that in school if we were taught you know yeah. how to run a business, how to be self-sufficient, how to have good relationships, how to communicate, yeah. how to express ourselves, how to breathe, how to meditate, how to do Reiki. I don't know anything. Yeah. How would we have been different? Yeah. I know. And I, I ultimately, and I know we talked about this on the, on a call the other day, but uh, I think it ultimately comes down to like, the people in the seats of education, like of educators, of coaches, of like day home facilitators, parents, really figuring this stuff out for themselves. Because like I said, like the minute I stopped being afraid of my own emotions, I suddenly had so much space for other people's emotions. Oh, it's, it's so true. I, I have I have to say too, like I've gotten goosebumps probably half a dozen times during this conversation. <laughs> so what you're saying is so true and I so see it. Like I see that it's the truth. It, it is the absolute truth. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's wild. And I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to be creating this program for youth that is going to be working with them on some of this stuff. If you want to share about that really quick. I would love to. The program is called You Go Girl. So um, it is currently for girls ages 7 to 12 to give them confidence, self-esteem, and just an outlet and a community to learn all of these things that we're talking about to um, learn to embrace and love their bodies. And that will be through um, movement exercises. Um, as I said, I'm a life coach. So counseling these girls in a space where um, it's okay to show up as their true selves and it's okay to go for it. You know, so many times like girls learn to learn those self-limiting beliefs in the ages of 7 to 12 because that's when their bodies are changing that's when their hormones are changing that's when they're they're going through a lot of changes and that's where limiting beliefs are are born but i want to just crush those limiting beliefs before they take too much control of girls lives yeah. and then also the third element of it is a supportive community and a space where these girls can share their hopes and their dreams and their ambitions and they're not going to experience any type of bullying or any type of um, doubt. Mm -hmm. And I, this program is going to remo remove all self-doubt from girls and so they can just like truly show up authentically. And, and this really came from 
from looking back at my life and just realizing like what was a solid um you know positive thing in my life and that was dance and that was movement mm. and that was reading you know so i'm going to package that a lot for girls uh, again ages 7 to 12 and delivered this to them in hopes that it's going to create these leaders these strong leaders in the future i love that oh i'm so excited thank you so much for sharing um can you share with this audience where they can find you if they want to know more about what you're up to where they can get access to you if they have questions or comments they want to share with you or if they want to jump in with like some coaching or find out about your program for youth yeah absolutely i would love to connect and you can find me at amandajoygill.com i'm also amanda joy gill on facebook and at amanda joy gill on instagram so i um would love the opportunity to connect with anybody so reach out and uh yeah we'll start our journey together love it amazing well it has been so fantastic having you on the podcast and i'm just i'm just so looking forward to seeing what it is you're creating in the world and like keeping up to date on your life and all the fun things you're up to. Oh, I'm so glad um, to have met you, Maddie. And thanks so much for having me here today. And thanks for being real and showing up as you. Okay.